0: Good morning. Uh, We are sending care packages uh, to our college students, and we have a couple items we still need to have purchased. They're on a small board in the back uh, by the table right here in the sanctuary. So if you're able to and would like to help out with some of these items, feel free to just pull one of the slips off that board. And then if you can, by next Sunday, we're gathering all of those materials uh, to put the care packages together so that we can send them out. Thanks for considering helping out with that. It's greatly appreciated. The Old Testament reading for this, the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany, is from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. Who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me Shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the ninth chapter of First Corinthians. If I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward, but not of my own will. I am still entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew, I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Immediately, Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. preaching in their synagogues, and casting out demons. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you, from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today in our gospel reading, people were coming to Jesus, but they weren't just strolling up casually to see Jesus. They were running. They dropped everything and ran to him, the whole town, these people were coming to Jesus because they needed to get to Jesus. And they knew they needed to get to Jesus because he was the only one who could help them. And they had a lot of reasons to run to Jesus. Physically, some of these people were sick. Maybe a dad had a five-year-old daughter who had pneumonia. And if he doesn't get her to Jesus in time, she could die. So he picks her up and he runs. A young mother may have had a two-month-old baby. And he's not eating, not moving. He just lays in her arms staring. If that mom doesn't get her baby to Jesus quickly, her two-month-old baby won't ever see a third month. So she ran with everything in her heart. And the whole town was turning up at that door of that house to see Jesus. Those people had a lot of physical reasons why they needed Jesus. Sin has a horrible way of impacting our bodies every single day with that old Adam we were born with. But sin also has a horrible way of sickening our souls. Some of those people who ran to Jesus were physically fine. But spiritually, they weren't doing so well. A man may have run to Jesus because he had been secretly embezzling from his boss for years. And now he felt horrible about it. But he knew if he could just get to Jesus, maybe Jesus could release him from all that guilt. So he ran. A woman was running to Jesus with tears streaming down her face. She had left her family years before this and was living with man after man after man. And now she just felt hollow. She felt empty. All of those men were unable to fill that deep emptiness she felt in her heart. But she knew Jesus could make her feel whole. She knew it. So she ran to Jesus to be forgiven. That's why that whole town showed up at that house and stood at that door. Nothing really changes. The world is still the same today as it was 2,000 years ago. But I don't always see people running to get to Jesus People are still just as physically broken as they were 2,000 years ago. Children get sick. A two-month-old could still die. All thanks to our sinful nature. But yet I don't always see people running to get to Jesus. Nothing has changed. Ever since the fall into sin, every single person born in this world knows that one day their life is going to end. One day, every single one of us will die. And yet, almost the entire world has heard that there is one man who has conquered death. Jesus, the Christ. But I don't always see people running to him because of that. And spiritually, has anything really changed in 2,000 years? Each of us are born with a horrible sinful nature that has us actually enjoy breaking God's command sometimes. But when we steal, do we come running to Jesus for forgiveness because we know he can give it? Do we even yearn to be forgiven? Or when we commit adultery, either in our hearts or in the flesh, Do we run back to Jesus, seeing him as the only one able to free us from the personal hell that we put ourselves through in this life? We could, but we don't always, do we? Do we come running to Jesus? Or are we more likely to come when we want to, when it's a good time for us? Or maybe we just don't come at all. I've been in countries where I still see the faithful run to Jesus. I've seen people in countries willing to walk literally miles to get to their church on Sunday morning. I wonder if we Americans would be willing to do that. Do we cherish what Jesus does that much that we would walk to church if we had to? If we were physically able to. Or do we cherish what Jesus does that much. That we would take three connecting buses for two hours. So we could be near Jesus. And his word. And his body and blood and the sacrament. And be among our fellow saints here in the church. Over the years normal everyday Christians throughout the world have witnessed to me how they would do anything for the sake of the gospel. They would give up anything to be near Christ and his church, to be near other Christians in the fellowship. They would do anything to receive the Lord's Supper and be near Christ because they knew it was that important, that precious. They cherished it that much. How about us? What are we willing to do to be near Christ who does so much for us? Sadly, sometimes we willingly stay away from Jesus all on our own. A good football game is on. No, Jesus, uh, not, not today, maybe next week. It's cold and rainy outside. Well, Jesus, maybe I'll see you next Sunday. Maybe we're missing something. I think all of us at times are not always seeing Jesus for who he is. I mean, we're quick to confess in the creed that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus really is God in the flesh. We say that every single week. But think about that for a moment. Isn't that an amazing, Amazing thing to confess that Jesus really is God and that Jesus really is still coming to each of us every Sunday and Jesus himself will be here very soon to comfort you in the flesh with his own body and blood in the Lord's Supper. Jesus is coming back today right here. So he can be near you. The one that he loves so much. And the one that he did so much for. So if that's what we believe. Then why on earth are we not running to him? To receive everything he has done for us. Because Jesus has done so much for you. When those people came running to Jesus in our gospel reading. They came for physical healing. Otherwise, there was no hope for them. Nowadays, we might run to our doctors. Pneumonia, here's an antibiotic. Cancer, here's some chemo. But who do you think gave all those doctors that wonderful knowledge to treat you in the first place? It was Jesus. So thanks be to Jesus for the doctors we have that care for us. But physically speaking, all doctors have their limitations. And they know that. There's only so much they can do. We shouldn't look at doctors as ones who save us from everything. Because no doctor can cure death. No doctor has found that cure. But Jesus has. Jesus has conquered death by the power of his own resurrection from the dead. And he is handing out that eternal medicine to all of us. And he does it for free. No copay. And because he's doing that, why on earth would we not run to him? Giving him thanks all the way and singing his praises to everyone who will listen to us. Because Jesus really has conquered death and he conquered it for you. When those people came running to Jesus in our gospel reading, some of them were really hurting. Spiritually, they were hurting deep in their hearts. I don't know if you've ever had a spiritual ache. Hollowness in your heart, you try to fill with something, anything. So you feel less hollow. But there is only one who can fill the hollowness in all of our hearts. And he's always ready to be near you, to care for you. And Jesus does that right here in the church in the absolution. When he says to you every week, I forgive you all your sins. Jesus gives a healing for our souls better than any medicine. When you come to meet him at the altar and Jesus literally lays in your own hands his sacrifice on the cross for you and he says to you, take and eat. This really is my body and blood given into death. All for you. For the forgiveness of every single one of your sins. They're forgiven because of my sacrifice which you're holding. Jesus has never left you. And Jesus will never leave you. He cares about you too much. So I hope we always run to him. He's right here. He's waiting for you here in this house, his church. And Jesus is ready to heal our spiritual illnesses with his forgiveness. Jesus is here, ready and willing to care for you with his body and blood. Jesus is here. You can run to him. And Jesus is always ready to fill every need you could ever have. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The choir sings the next piece.